Weekly Loss Podcast, episode number 104. This program is a production of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. You'll find this and other podcasts on our website at gspn.tv. Thanks for listening. We can't transmit because something else is already transmitting. Somewhere close, the signal's strong. What kind of transmission is it? Could be a sat phone, maybe a radio signal. Can we listen to it? Let me get the frequency first. Hold on. Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Weekly Lost Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this is actually part two of the full review of season three, episode 20, The Man Behind the Curtain. The original length of this show was one hour and 40 minutes, and there was literally nothing that we could cut out of the conversation. This had this episode simply had that much to talk about. However, for the benefit of having quicker file downloads, we decided to break the episode into two. So this is actually part two of the full review of The Man Behind the Curtains. And with that, I'm just going to go ahead and lead in where we left off. If you have not yet heard episode number 103, I encourage you to go and listen to that before you listen to this. But where we left off is uh, we were getting ready to go in and find out what happened when Locke and Ben went into the cabin to see Jacob. That's where we'll start this show. But uh, let's go ahead and uh, take a listen to what happened in the cabin. Jacob. Norman? This is John. Aren't you going to say hello, John? What? I told you he wouldn't. Who, what are you talking about? You can't see him? See who? Jacob. He's sitting right here. In this chair. Yes, I know, but he insisted. What is this? You wanted the secrets of the island? Well, here they are. This is the man who can answer every single... You don't know anything about the island, do you? You just... Made it all up. Jacob, please, I can't hear him Stop. if you're going to talk Stop over it. what he said. Shut up! I love that on a music show in the for background. Me? Do you really think there's someone there? I know there's someone there. You don't know anything. I'm sorry you feel that way, John. And I'm sorry that you're too limited to see. You're pathetic. Help me. What did you just say? I didn't say anything. Oh, yes, you did. I heard you. You said... That's enough! You've had your fun! What was that? That was Jacob. It would have been funny if he would have Jacob said... Jacob did not start rattling the cage, so to speak, until John went to repeat what he heard. That's right. I, I And somebody said in, in the uh, one of the Jacob forums... Does Jacob not want Ben to know? I, that, exactly. I, I think Ben is doing something to Jacob. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, 
that's that's the impression that I got. Okay. The whole idea of of Ben uh, or the whole idea of Jacob not liking um, technology or whatever. Um, somebody posted in one of the forums that said, you know, he, uh, Jacob obviously doesn't like flashlights. I don't think that had anything to do with John flashing the flashlight over there. It was clear, especially listening to the audio, not even seeing the flashlight. Right. It was quite clear, as you just indicated, Stephanie, that he did not start making a distraction until he almost told Ben what Jacob said. So anyway. Absolutely. Good point. Yeah. So Barbara Bird has a, a thing, okay. and then we're going to go to uh, Ben. Rodimus Ben. Go ahead, Barbara. The first thing I thought of when Jacob said, help me, was the Amityville Horror House. Yeah? When when the, the demons told him to get out, that is the exact same voice that it sounded like. And second, I so wanted Locke to go over to that chair and tip that chair over. <laughs> flip it over. If he would have flipped that chair over, that would have been classic. That would have been. I wanted him to shoot the chair. Anything, anything to see that there was something in that chair. I just think that the only, what Ben said is right, is that Locke wasn't ready to see Jacob. I think when Locke is ready to see him, he will really see him. But if he would have flipped that chair over, that would have been classic right there. Yep, I agree with you. That's that's a good one. Let's see what uh, Rodimus Ben has to say. Ben, go right ahead. Um, have you guys heard about the time correction theory with the uh, scene inside the cabin yet? No, go ahead and tell us about it. Okay. Um, if you watch the sequence carefully, um, you will see that uh, the lantern that Ben brings into the cabin is knocked over and, of course, it catches on fire. Yes, I and did cuts, see that. Yeah, it cuts, well, it cuts to a shot of Locke, and there are flames in the foreground in front of Locke, and then it immediately cuts to another shot where all of a sudden the flames are gone and Locke looks down at the ground confused. Now, this all happens very quickly. Yes. Because, you know, things are moving so quickly. And then when Ben comes out at the end of the uh, scene, he has the lantern. Right. I I almost... I, I, I saw that and I almost asked the question as we were watching it, what about the fire on the ground? But my thought right. was uh, immediately I dismissed it that they must have put, you know, that that basically they must have just stamped it out or whatever before they walked out. Or, but but what what's the theory of this time time thing that you're talking about? Well, a lot of people when, you know, seeing that and and of, of course, you know, people that have faith in the producers and the writers are saying, well, this is not just bad editing. So the fact that Locke looked down and he was confused as soon as the flames went out, that he actually saw something change and that perhaps there was um you know that that somehow there was a minor correction or course correction maybe so that the cabin wouldn't burn down or something like that but that it was caused by jacob Hmm. could could it be that that it has something to do with like the flaming burning bush that that the fire is non-consuming it, it might, but that still doesn't explain how the the shattered lantern could all of a sudden be back in Ben's hands when he comes out of the the cabin. You have a you have a very good point there, and uh, these these are the kind of things that make you want to go back and watch this episode a second time. You know, lately there have been a lot of really good episodes, but it's been it's been a long time since there's one that really. I mean, that as a lost fan you 
have to go back and see again. And this is one of those episodes. I mean, there was so much stuff that was given here, so many words that were spoken that that you just are going to have to go back and watch it again. In fact, I, I mean, I, I started to watch it again before in preparation for this, and uh, my streaming abc.com thing didn't work too well. So uh, I am definitely going to go back, though, this weekend and watch this yeah. episode again. And I'll take a look for that, Ben, I, and, and I encourage everybody else to do the same. And uh, obviously, I need to go back to the whole truth again and 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 listen to that conversation because okay, it's I, at the end. I, I I now that now that you're saying this and and the way you explained it, I I totally I, I can totally I just, get that. I, I'm I so this wasn't not like as a, much as the Lost fan as Edith, and I mean I love Lost, but Edith like eats, sleeps, and breathes Lost. She does. And so, why 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 did I even doubt you, Edith? And so the fact that I you know forgot one conversation i forgot that she does like devote like like like, every waking moment yes so edith i apologize if i i even seem for just a moment edith is your co-host i should no you're my co-host it's the it's the cliff and stephanie Uh, show i apparently but but edith you're invited to come on here and speak your piece anytime and i will promise you that it will take more heed to your factual uh knowledge of lost <laughs> what was i thinking i i, I did anyway. anyway moving right along um oh so this whole deal was you know is jacob a real individual i have to say that that before i knew that there was a screen capture um i i was like you know i think this is i think this is like i think this is like psycho you know i think that it's like it Norman's was, right but but the fact that they actually went so far as to give us eleven frames with somebody sitting in the chair, and the fact it's that just we, their twist on psycho. <laughs> it, but the fact is, is they gave somebody sitting in the chair. Had, that means that there really is a Jacob, and perhaps yeah. you have to have faith to see. Maybe him. if we would have had faith, we would have saw him for more than just eleven frames. <laughs> you mean you didn't see him the whole time, Stephanie? <laughs> I totally saw him push Ben yeah, across the room. That would have been cool if we would have that just. Been cool. We saw it on television. <laughs> that would have been. Saw it on TV. It's got to be true. <laughs> That's right. Edith Baker, will you accept my apologies? Oh, of course. All righty. <laughs> How could I ever doubt you, Edith? Oh, please. Come on. I'm a human being and I can make mistakes too. <laughs> That's what we do. But did you want to add anything else? No, I just wanted to tell you that I would accept your apology. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Oh, oh man. I, why, I don't even know why I got so defensive about it. I'm like, I, it's not I, that big a deal, Cliff. Yeah, I don't either. So what, what's, our next, what's our next clip? Oh, yeah, we still have some clips, don't we? Actually, we only have, we have one, one more. more. So, uh, the, and, and this is going to lead me to the question. Is John Locke going to be killed off the show? This is where I came from, John. These are my people. These are my people. These are my the people. Dharma Let them initiative. go. I'm sorry. Wait, that <laughs> was Pharaoh. Yeah, they came here seeking harmony. That was Moses. But they couldn't even coexist with the island's Remember original that inhabitants. Commercial? It was Moses. Harm when it there. became clear that one side I don't know had what to I go, said. What was that one Coke side commercial? had to be purged. Remember that something I did what says I had to do. something hard. I was one of the people that was smart enough to make sure that I didn't end up in that 
ditch. No, listen to that. Hold yeah. on, that's Which important. Considerably- I'm sorry. I'm going to start this over because because okay. you talked all the way through the I first did, part. Did I really talk? Hold yeah. on. Be, before before we we go further, because the word <laughs> harmony really got this thing in my head, and I want to know if anybody'd be willing to help me put together the words to the song to the old. Coke commercial, which actually was a song from, I guess, the 60s back in the uh, hippie days. But what, what was that? Something, the, the world to have a Coke in perfect harmony. Does anybody know that song? Come on. Anybody, please, please. I'd like, okay, I'd like to teach the world to sing. Oh, here we go. Rachel's going to sing it for us with us. All right. I'd like to teach the world to sing. Rachel, in perfect harmony. Which yep. obviously is not going to happen with the delay with talk to you, is it? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. All right. Very awesome. You have to have, yeah. I'd like to buy the world I, I a Coke. I don't, I don't think that has anything to do with talk to <laughs> Your inability to sing in harmony, that has <laughs> nothing to do with talk to <laughs> Amber says, I think it's Amber or Amanda. I can't remember. Uh, but anyways, I'd like to buy the world a Dharmic Soda. Oh. No, anyway, sucks. keep them company. <laughs> oh, that's great. The, sing it with me, folks. Anyway. All right. We're done with that. Can we yeah, move we, on yeah. from there now? Okay. So I want you to listen to the fact that. Um, Will you not talk I, over it? I, well, here. Yeah, I won't talk over it. But I want you to know that somebody pointed out that Mikhail is an, Mikhail is an original Dharma person. And I and a lot of people argued against this individual, saying, "No, that's not possible because Ben's the only one left, and Ben is not the only one left." And the reason why, if you go back, and this is one of those things where you go, we're gonna, you're going to want to go back and listen to this. And this isn't Cliff's original thought here. Somebody else put it in the chat room or something, or ca- called it in, and left it on a three and a half minute message. Uh, but anyway, the the idea was that Mikhail. Somebody said, Mikhail, go get the food or go get something uh, outside the classroom. You, you follow what I'm saying? So okay. so Mikhail was actually one of the students in the school. Okay. And That's not his story that he gave to I know Saeed. that. But anyway, listen, listen to this, okay? And this is where you can hear that Ben was not the only one who survived from, or who came over to the Dharma side, or from, to the hostile This is where I came from, John. These are my people. The Dharma Initiative. They came here seeking harmony. In perfect company. They couldn't even coexist with the island's original inhabitants. And when it became clear that one side had to go, one side had to be purged. I did what I had to do. I was one of the people that was smart enough to make sure that I didn't end up in that ditch. I was one of which the Which makes me people. considerably smarter than you, John. What did Jacob say to you? Why did you do this? Because you heard him. You stole now my I need blessing. to know what he said. Help me. John? I'm not going to ask you again. What did he say to you? He said, Help me. 
Well, I certainly hope he helps you, John. All righty. And you will. I think he will, in fact. And we got Chef Mark on the line. going to go rattle Ben's cage. No doubt. <laughs> Chef Mark, how are you, sir? Hey there, guys. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Um, I, good, good. I just had a, an interesting point given what we just heard Ben say. He said, you know, he was criticizing the Darwin Initiative and saying they couldn't even live with, uh, alongside the island's original inhabitants. And I just wanted to point out that he didn't say natives and he didn't say people. Um, I think on Wednesday's podcast, you had mentioned that they, you know, you had sort of tied it to as if they were sort of native people. They did who call lived them. There. They did call them that once or twice in the episode. They used the word right, natives. But I, what I gathered from that was more the sense that he was referring to the island's native life, which could be anything. I mean, it could be you know, smoky. It could be this magical, mystical force. It could be the animals that live on the island, or it could, of course, take the form of people. I mean, who knows? It could be this Jacob, could be this sentient creature that is the native of the island that isn't necessarily a person. Um, so I just want to, you know, say that, that it, it's not a lock that when he says that, therefore it means that they were people who are native-born on that island. Right. In fact, I'm going to talk real quickly in just a moment about Richard Alpert and his agelessness. Agelessness. Mm-hmm. Is that right? I don't know. Okay, so any agelessness. But anyway, um, one of the things I want to point out, though, is that John Locke is not going to die. I think, um, if you, first of all, he did not get sh- shot in the chest. No, it was in the abdomen. He got shot in the abdomen. Uh, and if you have or any... Appeared que- to be. If you, well, it's not appeared to be. If you have any question as to where he got shot, I encourage you to go once again to Lost Easter Eggs dot blogspot.com it is quite clear that he got shut shot to the right side of his gut so i mean and in fact in a place where uh what did it what Unless is he it, bleeds out laying in what what did his dad take people. what did his dad, dad steal from him his kidney that's exactly where he got shot huh so could it, and somebody actually had uh chatted earlier i think that said you know could it be that he was predestined to lose his kidney so that when he got shot he wouldn't it wouldn't kill him so anyway uh the fact is is that ben did leave him alive and obviously the island can heal somebody's punctured lung and the island can heal john obviously the island likes john john's very special and so therefore if anybody's going to get preferential treatment from the island or from Jacob, which Ben says, well, I hope he helps you. Mm-hmm. Ben, Locke's going to get help. I think so. So I don't think he's going to die. However, I will say that um, there is some concern still because uh, Terry O'Quinn sold his home in Hawaii. Definite? Yeah, it, it's Speculation? sold. No, it's sold. It, it, the real estate records show. Okay. However, somebody has argued... <laughs> Somebody has, I love that we, as you know, common folk, think that we have the right to poke around in somebody else's <laughs> real estate records. But th- then, of course, in an interview, somebody asked him, you know, you, so your home was recently sold, so therefore, does that mean that you're pretty much off the show now? And he said, uh, I think he said something about the fact, no, he, re- he prefers living in hotels because that way it's easier to, you know, just pick up and go whenever right. you need to and stuff, so... I don't know. That's a good way to avoid the question. It, that is, isn't it? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. 
So, and and then the one last thing I wanted to bring up from this episode is the agelessness of Richard Alpert. And uh, the fact is, is the guy was the same age or appeared to be the same age in the present time that we're living on the island as he was when he first came across Boy Ben. We brought this up in the or he just initial reaction. Very well. He didn't age. That's the thing. And here's why I believe that this is, we're on to something with this because Ben says it's my birthday. Yes. You remember birthdays, don't you? As if there would be a reason for him not to, to remember. remember birthdays. Could it be because he's had maybe 300 of them <laughs> and they just don't mean as much anymore because he's not getting any older? Um, there are some individuals out there, including one that lives just across 275 in Hebron, Kentucky, uh, who happens to be on the uh, chat client right now. Uh, good friend Hubert K. And he just doesn't believe me that that Richard Alpert could be an original uh, member of the sailing team the, on the vessel called the Black Rock. But, you know, there are some other explanations that could be given. And uh, let's see. Hearts and Minds wants to say, did you see the clothes? You know, I didn't pay too much att- about attention to the clothes. So I'm going to let you t- remind us what they look like. It was just really weird. Um, I've looked at them a couple times, and they're not quite as strange looking as I thought they were, but they looked pirate-esque the first time that I saw them. Um, it was like a vest with like brass buttons on it and this weird undershirt that's kind of a little bit puffy and very evokes the thought of a pirate, and I'm not the only person who thought so mm-hmm. as, uh, when I went on forums. Very cool. So, so yes, there is, could be even that could even further have an indication that he was uh, on the Black Rock, came to the island on the Black Rock. And also, I I don't know very... I mean, I remember going and seeing Peter Pan, Stephanie. Do you remember Peter Pan? Yeah. Okay, so in Peter Pan, I have a question for you. In, when they go to Never Never Land... Okay. Isn't that the place where they go and they come across Captain Hook and his pirates? Yes. And isn't Never Neverland the place where you go and boys don't ever get, grow up? I think that's the song. Okay, that's what I that's mm-hmm. so I yet again the Peter Pan connection. And they don't have mommies either. And they oh, I didn't remember that, but you're absolutely right. So yet they even again, they needed Wendy to be their mommy. So my thinking is that this is all indication that that leads me to believe that they're in Never Neverland. That they're in Never Neverland, or <laughs> at least that there's this indication that that maybe uh, Richard Alpert's a pirate. Okay. Aye, matey. Alright. So anyway McKenna uh, walks in okay, so I've said in several this has nothing to do with Lost, but I've said in several different podcasts that um McKenna loves the Wiggles. Yes. And uh, her favorite character on the Wiggles happens to be Captain Feathersword. Yes. And so my two year old now walks around going me hearties all the time. Does she say me hearties? I have <laughs> not does. heard her say it's that so yet. Funny. Let's see what Edith has to say. Edith, what do you think? Hi, just going on with this bizarre thought of Never Never Land. Did you guys notice that there's a, on the screen captures, you can see a, 
a picture of a dog with Jacob, a really weird dog. Looked like a shaggy dog. And Nana from Peter Pan was the one who raised the uh, lost children or Wendy and because the parents had no time for them. And there wow. was a dog there too. And then there's Vincent, so who knows what they're going there with dogs. Hmm. Very, very interesting. And I want mate do you think um what was her name? Annie? Well could Annie be Wendy? Could, hmm. I guess. Maybe. Anyway, and then, oh, wow, Shand, you, uh, I would love to bring you on, but you have a lot of background noise. I'm going to try and, yeah, yeah we're not going to be able to bring Shand on, unfortunately. Uh, but anyway, and then there, I guess that's the only other thing that we didn't touch on is um, I had, in, well, you know what? It's in the listener feedback, so okay. let's, let's go to listener feedback, right. if that's cool with you, Steph. Fine. Yes. Colonel Locke, is this line secure? Line secure, go ahead. Hey, Cliff, Stephanie, Toy. This is Michelle from Texas. This is Kim from Indiana. Josh from California. Jennifer from Florida. Sam in Tucson. Kimberly from California. Paul in Memphis, Tennessee. Listener feedback. Target area is acquired. We are a go. Roger that. Alrighty, Stephanie. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start off with just a person who disagrees with um, our Me. view. Mention that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you, though. I, I agreed with you. But anyway, uh, Weldon Johnson wants to uh, say that he disagrees with Stephanie's view of flashbacks. He says, if you notice, if you notice on many of everyone else's flashbacks, they are not from the individual's point of view. If they were, all of the overlapping characters would be recognized by the person having the flashback. The flashbacks only criteria seem to be that the person's in that that person's involved. Okay, seems, seems to, to be, be that person's involvement. Okay, in the scenario, not that person's recollection recollection of it. Just, and he says, "Just my viewpoint." Love your. Let's see. Love you guys and your podcast. I I would happen to agree with that because who was it that was being questioned at the uh, the Australian police station, and then Sawyer's brought back. Who was that? Anybody? Somebody. Anybody? Was it Jack? Uh, no, I don't think was it was Kate. What? Was it uh, Boone? Boone. Yes. Everybody was. Boone, Boone was there trying to get the police to go and interfere yes. in Shannon's abusive relationship. So, so, this, so that flashback wasn't Boone remembering Sawyer coming there, but it was the fact that this. Okay, this ha- this is a flashback. Boone happened to be in this place and this is a flashback trying to show you the perspective of what was going on in this moment in time. And so with that being the criteria that they just have to be a part of that moment, then with that criteria gives credence to Ben's birth. It was not from Ben's viewpoint. and Nor was, that was a Boone flashback. The whole, that flu, that flashback of Sawyer was not from Boone's perspective. Okay, but no part of that first flashback was from Ben's viewpoint. That's not what he's saying here. He said he he says he um well it, what, um, it, he okay. says he he says the flashback's only criteria seems to be okay. that person's involvement in that flashback and his okay. and his being okay. born. Okay. I, I, all right. I all right, well Anyway, right. 
Uh, let's move on to John Russell. You want to read what John Russell said? Yep. You mentioned on your podcast um, that Annie had um, been killed in the purge. And he has another theory that um, in another episode next season or so, we will see another Ben flashback in which Ben and Annie are married. And uh, she is pregnant and will die in childbirth along with their baby. Okay. I like that theory. In Mm -hmm. fact, I will go ahead and give it a... It's an interesting theory. I did think that when they went back after the gassing that he went and looked at a certain individual and I thought that that was Annie. Uh, and that maybe he left behind because at that he went point, and closed the eyes of the leader, you're, or the guy who seemed to be the leader on the bench. Right, but the thing is, is that obviously everybody was not left behind, you know. So, right. so could be that Annie was one of those people too. It could have been that Annie and Ben did get married, and they did have a child together named Alex, and that Annie is now going by the name of Danielle to infiltrate the camp. And that the dynamite... Annie, wasn't Annie a redhead? I don't know, Stephanie. Don't mess with my theory here. I got some Dharma hair color. And then... Exactly. And then um, and then Danielle went and got the dynamite for this little excursion to go to the okay. camp to pick up the other pregnant people. All right. I don't know. That That's just really out there. Wow. Yeah. So, um, if Chef Mark, you're on the line. Go ahead. Hey there. Hey there. Did you put me on? Oh, yep. okay. Um, I just wanted to, to uh, uh, disagree, uh, respectfully disagree with Stephanie on that whole flashback thing. Um, you know, th- we have to at some point step back and say, look, a lot of what we see is a literary device. It's, it's standard uh, vocabulary within the way that stories are told, whether it's in a novel or in a play or a screenplay. And it's it's sort of a, it's a flashback, obviously, but it's showing what happened to the character for the benefit of the audience. It's not literally the memory of the character. And while most of the flashbacks have mostly shown the event that the character experienced, it hasn't been from the character's point of view specifically. Okay. Um, otherwise, yeah, we wouldn't have seen other characters in there. So I, I don't think that, that you have to sort of have such a literal interpretation of that. Okay, I, okay, and that's not what I meant, but I'm not going to explain myself again because I'm starting to feel a little hostile. <laughs> you are starting to sound a little I, hostile. I'm becoming a little I, hostile. I, I totally still agree with Stephanie's point of view in that this is, it, it to, is a different than all the other flashbacks that I we've just seen need to, to that point. I, I'm not explaining myself in the way that I'm thinking it, and, and that is what is right. aggravating me, not that... Everybody disagrees with me because God knows I'm used to being disagreed with. Well, here's the so, deal. The fact is is that the writers of the show chose to give us Ben's birth. And so, therefore, maybe, if anything else, maybe they're making a groundbreaking precedent maybe. that this is now the way that we can do flashbacks, even if it's not something that could be remembered. And not that we're indicating that Stephanie was absolutely right that this was a this was a precedent that they had tried to set before. It was just Stephanie's argument against why I just she didn't, didn't care like for that. the flashback. Right, and I understand Period. that, and that was just your initial reaction to that flashback. And regardless if she was right or not, I've it gotten was still... a lot of slack for my initial reactions in the past, oh, and um, you know, so... oh, um, and all. 
But the thing um, is, is it was Stephanie's initial reaction to that flashback, and and I I agree with you Weldon. You have to stand up for me. Just move right along. I, well, I just say I agree with Weldon, and I agree exactly with what Mark is saying. And, and they have valid points, but yet you still had a. I, I am standing up for my woman. You don't need to because I, I done blocked him out. It's <laughs> oh, I'm done. Moved right along from it. Let Let's keep going. All right. Well, I want to so. stand up for my woman and well, say that I think right, you had whatever every right to to have the initial reaction that you did. Thanks. And I still stand. It was for a very. Me. It was a different kind of flashback. It was a different flashback than what we've ever seen before. And I agree with that. You know. Yes. And. Uh, on on the um, Mark's gonna hate us now. I, I've sat back. I'm too not far. co-hosting with Delm anymore. I, I've sat back too far. I can't read what he's what he's putting in I, there anymore. I can't. But um, but anyway. So I did mention that I got a personal phone call this week. Yes. Um, I was out and about. I was um actually taking my mom to Target to pick out her Mother's Day gift, and uh, my phone rang. Checked out my uh, caller ID, and it was my best friend from high school. And we keep in touch. And so she called and I flipped the phone open and I said, hey, how are you? And she goes, I want you to know I remember my birth. (laughs) I said, shut up. No, you don't. And she goes, you're right. I don't. But I just had to call and tell you. So it was her way of saying, hey, we 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 listen to your podcast. Well, you know, what's really cool about that is that this was the first. I mean, we've been doing this law show for a long time now. Yeah. And that was the first podcast she's ever listened to she lives in pennsylvania right and she will call me every so often and say and it's usually on like a thursday when i stayed up way too late to record initial reactions she'll call me on thursday morning early afternoon and say hey what do you think about lost and I said, Sarah, honey, that's not fair because i am not talking to I'm you not about telling lost. you when i Think about Lost because you need to go listen to our podcast. Now, normally we do chat about it a little bit. but So, I'm so excited that she actually went and listened. That's funny. So. Let's see if we get Shan this time. Shan, there's still a lot of noise, but we'll give you a shot. Go ahead. There's still a lot of noise. I just wanted to know um, what, the, what the timeline is here and if this is actually from Jacob's point of view, not from our character's point of view. The timeline of what? You mean the flashback? The timeline of, of, of the flashback. Yeah, we've got a block of time between the time that he was a child until the time of the purge. What is that? How many years passed? Uh, was it 25 years? Surely not. That's, I, I was thinking maybe 16. Okay. 16. 16. Danielle and Ben and all that stuff going on. 16 years of the purge. Danielle's sickness is actually that gas thing that was going on yes oh yeah the purge 16 years ago that that's a good theory matter of fact i i'll even give you it's an interesting theory yeah 16 years ago was the purge the sickness the sickness i got you the sickness wow so what's up with the injections anyway who knows anyway so here's one more email from bonnie koval Dear Cliff and Stephanie, I want to let you know that I completely disagree with Stephanie on every single point that she had made in her podcast. That's not what she says. <laughs> All right. Will you uh, read what Bonnie says? I will. She says, thank you, thank you, thank you. 
I interviewed um, Carrie Preston yesterday using TalkShoe, and it worked so much better than the way I was doing it before. It was last-minute interview, so I didn't have time to set up the microphone to record my own voice, which I wish I would have because mine is a little low. But overall, I think it sounds great. Thanks so much for your help. So I'm guessing you helped her. Yes. Matter of fact, Bonnie Koval is one of my podcast consulting clients. So... Now, she says, I'm attaching an excerpt that you can play in tonight's show if you want to. Here's the info. Like, we wouldn't play it. That's kind of funny, Bonnie. (laughs) We love you. So, here is um, the info. Carrie Preston played Emily, Ben's mom, in The Man Behind the Curtain. She is also married to Michael Emerson, and in this audio interview, talks about her love of Lost, her guest spot, and her husband. Um, you can find the interview by going to lost.about.com and clicking on cast and then interviews. Okay, so that's how you can find the full interview from this excerpt. And uh, I will tell you, after you hear this excerpt, not only will you want to go back and watch the entire episode, but you will want to go to lost.about.com and check out this full interview. The flashback story was... Oh, that's not it. Uh, let's try this one. You've been called a lostaholic. Is that true? I, I, Yes, because I was watching the show before Michael even paid any attention to it at all. Um, I watched it, you know, from the very first live broadcast of the pilot because... I thought it was the most extraordinary pilot I've ever seen. And I do like to watch television, um, you know, just to kind of unwind and stuff. Plus, I'm in the industry, you know, so it's good to keep up with what's going on. So I got really addicted to the show, but he never watched it with me. And then um, he came in, he came home one, one afternoon, you know, and I was at home. And he's like, well, I've got some interesting news. I said, what's that? He goes, I just got an offer to do a guest spot on one of your favorite shows. I said, what? And he said, Lost. And I screamed so loud. I bet the neighbors (laughs) thought there was like some kind of murder going on. (laughs) And I started jumping up and down and literally, and I'm not kidding, salivating. Um, (laughs) So I just got so excited. And then, um, you know, he was only supposed to do three episodes. Right, yeah. Right. And then, you know, it just turned into six, turned into nine, and... And now he's, you know, running the thing practically. <laughs> so Bonnie Koval, it gets these interviews with these folks, and uh, it's really cool. I was glad to help her uh, talk about different ways of doing interviews, and trust me, that sounded excellent. That phone interview, and I'm so glad that I was able to do that for her. She did a good job. And if anybody else is interested in learning how to do telephone interviews, you don't have to pay me uh, podcasting consulting fees by the hour unless you want more explicit details how to do it. But you can go to the Podcast Answer Man and look at the most, uh, I think it's episode number 11 of the Podcast Answer Man over at gspn.tv. And you can uh, learn how to do that. So anyway, um, we have one other audio clip that was sent in by another listener, Eric Fisher. And this is just from the official Lost podcast, basically released just before we started recording this evening. Otherwise, I would have had an opportunity to listen to the whole th- the whole thing to see what they said. But here's one thing Eric thought it was point- uh, important to play, just so people know for a fact that uh, somebody like Mikhail can actually be from the original Dharma folk. The flashback story was telling us a lot about 
you know, about Ben's origin, we realized that he was lying, that he was not, in fact, born on the island, that he came as a recruited member of the Dharma Initiative. And we really learned a lot about the Dharma Initiatives uh, in a relationship with the others, and we saw that the others actually purged the Dharma Initiative. They took some members of the Dharma Initiative and they inculcated them into the others. The we rest of them we were... We didn't see that. Well, it was referred to. You know, really? Ben says at the end, uh, you know, me and, and, and a few others, basically. He, may, he says some line, basically, about how there were some people who weren't purged. Who weren't smart, who were smart, smart enough, enough to, to, to yeah. not get purged. Interesting. So there it is. It is official that uh, not every Dharma member was purged. All right? Mm-hmm. What's that noise? Is that a fire engine outside or something? Yep. Being All that right. we live right next door. Yes, and then uh, I'm going to play three. I feel like crazy. We're already at an hour and 25 minutes. Oh, my goodness. I know. I so apologize. I am going to play three audio clips. These are audio clips that are a minute and 30 seconds or less. And anybody else that leaves a message over a minute and a half, unfortunately, I'm just not going to be able to throw these into the, the podcast. So here we go. This first one is from Pete, and he's going to talk about whether or not maybe Annie might have been imaginary. Hello, this is Pete Van Ettinger, Pete from uh, California. Um, Just got done watching Lost, and I was watching the flashbacks, and something suddenly occurred to me. That uh, little girl, Annie, that uh, uh, Ben was talking to, I noticed that there was no interaction with her or anybody else. And when you looked at her in the show that it looked like she was leading him around. And it uh, gave me the uh, opinion, possibility, that Annie was all in his head. Uh, Just, uh, you know, the island talking to him. Uh, But I thought I would say that. Another thing is, as I was going back over the old episodes and everything else, and it suddenly occurred to me that the reason why... uh, Ben was so upset about his daughter getting a boyfriend, and it's pretty obvious is the fertility thing. You know, I think uh, any father is nervous about uh, their daughter getting sexually active. Imagine if sexually active means a death sentence. Well, thank you very much. Bye. I I guess that would uh, make him a little bit more on edge about uh, Alex seeing and dating Carl. So uh, does. Dating have to equal sex. No, but so. uh, are teenage hormones geared in that direction? Yeah. Okay. Stephanie, answer but, um, that question. I have, I have a, a question. I have a question for Edith, if she's still Actually, paying attention. Yeah, the, the, everybody in the chat room is saying that the teacher spoke directly That's to That's what Annie. I was, uh, absolutely, that was, I was going to say, the teacher spoke directly to her, asked her to lock the door or something but but i'll tell you what but, uh, being that he but probably other only, than that other than that it's an interesting I, theory. Yeah, absolutely yes being that he probably only watched it once and he kind of picked up on that i think that's an interesting theory unfortunately i a lot of people in the chat room are saying that the teacher definitely did speak to annie but but that, that's the way i like i like to think about things in here all righty and then uh, i'm gonna go ahead and play ryan from boise Hey guys, this is Ryan from Boise. Um, I was online checking around stuff for Lost today, and um, I went. I got to this website, and it was a clip from a uh, a news show that had Ben um, 
uh, Michael Emerson on there uh, as an interview, and the interviewer was really trying hard to get him to spill the beans of maybe some secrets or some theories and um, some actual facts, I guess, um, about the show. And more specifically, she asked about uh, Locke being shot and is he dead? And he, you can kind of tell, by the way, answer the question that he was, um, uh, that he wasn't dead, but he gave, he said this sentence and I wanted to tell you that I wanted to see if you could figure out what he was talking about. And he kind of gave a clue. He said, he gave up something long ago that may help him now. And That's I don't easy. know what he gave up that will help him. His kidney. Shot. I don't know. Um, so maybe you can elaborate on that. I'm not sure if let's make the show or not, but, um, maybe just even personally, you can kind of think about it and anyway, you guys, the show is great. Hope uh, I can't wait for the final episode. Well, I guess I it's kind of a I can't wait, but I can because then the show will be over. I have to wait for almost a dang year to watch it again. But anyway, you know what I mean. We do I'm know sure what you, you mean. Feel the same way. Yes, and we do, Stephanie. Anyway, see you guys. Bye. Something he gave up a long time ago that could help him today. His it, it, it's his kidney. And yeah. so the fact that he was shot in that area, and, and I'm glad to hear that. Thank you so much for calling that in because that right there, the fact that the that Michael had said that and give us that gave us that cryptic clue that kind of says that indeed John Locke on? is going to be healed. How did I miss that? What show was he on? I don't know. He didn't say. No. All righty. Um, I'll tell you what. We have one more call, but it is four minutes in length, and I'm not playing any four minute message in four that are four minutes in length in this show. But if you want to hang out after the after the ending credits here, uh, I am going to play a four minute audio clip from Ron from Louisville, Kentucky, and it's simply because he's from Kentucky. <laughs> I apologize if I give preferential that treatment. That is biased. I know, but he's from he's from Kentucky. That's biased. I know. I am geographically biased. I apologize. Oh gosh, I know. Everybody's like, look at this, and, and Eric's saying it's bonus features. So, anyway, <laughs> stick by for the bonus features. And uh, before we do that, let's talk a little bit about what's coming up on Lost. And if you're spoiler free. Please do not listen to this. This isn't what was supposed to happen. What's going to happen? You don't want to know what was supposed to happen. I know it. Because you don't know what's going to happen. You know what? You're not going to find out. Don't you want to know? I want to know. This is Lost Away Bonnie from Lost.about.com with this week's Lost Preview. The next episode is called Greatest Hits and will be on this Wednesday at 10 p.m. on ABC. ABC synopsis reads... While Jack devises a plan to do away with the others once and for all, Saeed uncovers a flaw in the others' system that could lead to everyone's rescue. But it requires Charlie to take on a dangerous task that may make Desmond's premonition come true. This is a Charlie-centric episode, and many people fear this is the end of Charlie. But just remember, even if Charlie dies, he'll still revisit us in flashbacks. We'll see a lot of familiar faces in this episode, including Alex and her boyfriend Carl, Richard Alpert, Rousseau, and Naomi. No surprises there. We'll also see Charlie's brother Liam in flashbacks, and Rose and Bernard do still exist. But the most interesting familiar face is that of Nadia, Saeed's childhood friend. If you recall, she also turned up in one of Locke's flashbacks. The logical thinking is that she'll be in Charlie's flashback, 
but I think she might be on the island. For more information, read my Greatest Hits guide and preview. This is Lost Away Bonnie Koval for Lost.About.com. Lost.About.com. Thank you very much, Bonnie Koval. So, uh, Charlie, episode next week, folks. And uh, Stephanie, what do you think about the preview that we saw for next week's episode? I don't know if I remember what which part of it. Basically, Desmond says, "Listen, dude, I'm, I'm I done." Yeah, uh, Charlie, I, I don't I, know if I, I can save you anymore. I, no, he, like no, I don't think he said that. I think he said something like, "Listen, dude, it's time for you to die." I, 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 I mean, <laughs> I think it was that blunt, but I, wasn't it that blunt? Somebody, <laughs> hello, go, go ahead and request a talk. How, yeah. did, how did he say it? I was like, uh, yes. Yeah, somebody said yes. All right, let's see. Hearts and Minds is going to say. Uh, okay, how did he say it in the preview? He says, this time, this time you have to die. Yeah, that's what I thought. This time, Charlie, you have to die. It was like, <laughs> dude, it, it's it's done. All right, folks, what we're going to do here is something that we don't do very often. In fact, we've never done it before. But I am unmuting a bunch of people here. Feel free to take... Oh. Shand. Okay, it, all right, hold on. That was really loud. Okay, so uh, we have. I'll tell you what, let me go ahead and mute everybody, and uh, we'll take. Let's take Big O for just a moment. Big O, are you there? I'm here, buddy. How are you? Doing excellent. You have something like a big announcement that you'd like to make to lots of people, right? That's right. Why don't you tell uh, us a little bit about it? Can you still hear me? I. What'd you say? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Go ahead. Go. <laughs> You're mean. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm uh, planning a big uh, meetup for the Chicago area for the season finale, and um, I am really excited about this. We've got a bunch of people coming out. Um, we're all going to get together that Wednesday night on the 23rd, um, and we'll be there beforehand. Like, there's a, a pool and a barbecue and a widescreen TV, and we're going to hang out and then and then um, record a, a pre-show and. You know, get everyone's theory on the on the season finale, and then um, watch the show together, and then record a live podcast right after it's done. So, anybody out there that's in the Chicago area, uh, come on out. Just you can head to my website at crankyfanatic.com and uh, just click the contact link there, and let me know you want to come, and I'll give you the directions and all that. Very cool. And just so everybody knows, Stephanie and I are thinking about going there. Uh, we have to arrange uh, some kind of child care uh, situation. And also I need to see if I can get some time off work to uh, to make the trip up to Chicago. So uh, we'll let you know more about that as time gets closer. Of course, that's only two weeks away. So uh, we got to figure out something soon. Anyway, with that, I think that's pretty much everything we can talk about here on this episode of Lost. I'm going to go ahead and close things out. And again, if you want to hear... Uh, Ron from Louisville, talk about Lost for about four minutes, hang out afterwards, and uh, we're out of here. Stephanie, until next time, stay Stay lost. This program is a production of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. You'll find this and other podcasts on our website at gspn.tv. Thanks for listening. Hey Cliff, Stephanie, this is Ron in Louisville again, and I'm just calling to offer some more counter theories about what's going on in Lost. 
Uh, first, I just want to say real quick that I think that Alex gave Locke the gun because she was hoping that Locke would kill Ben, because she was assuming that Ben was going to kill Locke. Um, so she gave him the gun for self-defense. Uh, I, I thought that when she said, happy birthday, Dad, she said it in a real, I hope this is the last time I ever see you kind of way. Uh, I'm going to pull out an old video game reference. And I don't know if this is still meaningful to anybody because I haven't played video games in years. But when I would play Super Mario Brothers back in the 80s, uh, there were these warp gates in the game. And you could use the warp gate to jump to the end of the game and skip all the levels in between. And I think the Dharma Initiative is just a bunch of warp gate hunters who um, thought that they could find a way to uh, skip to the end of the game, so to speak. They discovered the island, and the people are immortal. I assume they're immortal because Richard Alpert didn't age in, what, 20, 30 years? And so they, uh, I, I, I'm kind of resisting this theory. Uh, I have been resisting it, and I'm starting to come around to it, the theory that the island is alive. But uh, after last night, I'm kind of on board with that. I think the island is an entity named Jacob. And I think that when people appear to other people, like uh, when Jack saw his father and Kate saw her horse. And in this episode, when Ben saw his mother, it's the island, Jacob, communicating with them. And uh, far from uh, demanding a sacrifice, I think that the island is, was trying to get rid of Dharma peacefully. But when, uh, because Ben has all these, uh, all this hatred and resentment for his father, he decided either he misinterpreted what the island was trying to tell him, either either willfully or accidentally, and he killed everybody. And I think in that moment, the island rejected Ben. And I think that ever since that time, Ben has been flying by the seat of his pants, just making up whatever. Uh, based on what the island told him when it was still talking to him, so that he can keep the others in line. And Ben is the false prophet leading the others astray. And now the island is reaching out to the Losties, hoping that one of them can get rid of Ben. So Locke, you know, hardly from uh, being rejected, Ben uh, Locke did the right thing when he didn't kill his father. And, and Locke has now been accepted by the island because the island is now communicating with him. And the island is going to try to get Locke to get rid of Ben. So uh, that's what I think, and, and uh, try to restore order on the island. I think that uh, the others who live on the island, Richard's people, are kind of like children, and the island is their caretaker. I don't think they have any special knowledge about the island or any kind of insight into what's going on. I think they just kind of live in this, or used to live in this Eden-like, idyllic existence where the island provided for their every need. And when Dharma came in, they screwed it all up, and now the island is trying to get back to where it was before um, Dharma came. And uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, I don't think that uh, Richard's people were the original crew of the Black Rock. That came out of left field. I, didn't, I never saw that. But uh, that's about it. So uh, long message. Sorry, guys. Stay lost. Bye. This show is brought to you by Talk Show. Create your own.
your own internet talk show. Check it out at T-A-L-K-S-H-O-E dot com.